Check, 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 check. many episodes and them too heavy so, so we're dealing with the heaviness from up front right yes. listen to the lyrics right it's great lyrically so times may be rough times may be tough but we must keep going we feel any pain yes we keep holding strain but we must keep fighting yes Regardless of how it come, we just can't surrender. We gotta keep working towards a better future. We may never be always done, and fighting to stay off the ground. We must remember, all day will come. Yes. While we appreciate the little life got to give, regardless what's the hurt, we must think positive. Look on the brighter side, look on the brighter side Because I see a silver lining Behind this great cloud we're passing Look on the bright side, look on the bright side For the bright side is where we're going oh. Actually, let's start and sing that part Welcome to episode, what we at, 51? <laughs> Welcome to episode 51 of the Corey Shepherd Podcast Welcome to everybody who's listening Welcome back to everybody. What how is it go? Welcome to all the new listeners, and welcome back to everybody who's been listening. I appreciate it. So, hey, my mother bad mob this week. I get real bad up this week, you know. This was a whole bad up kind of week. My mother tell me stop calling depression and sadness and them things on myself. <laughs> she say every week you come in here and talk about you depressed with this lockdown. You have so much things to be grateful for. Why you don't count the things you're grateful for before you call them things on yourself? I say, all right, I take my bad up from my mother. Then I ran all bad in my up and have me joining Instagram live to, to gangster me about things I say on the podcast. All right, I take my gangster in and, and so, so far, most of why I say something wrong and most of why he say something right. But all right, you'll see. I might, I might do that more often. I, I like, I enjoyed the little vibe with Renal on a Thursday night discussing. Um, well, at least that time we talk about the effectiveness of the lockdowns and the restrictions. Who knows what we'll talk about next time? I know, Renal, Renal, I'll leave it up to Renal. But Renault need to understand that as a man who tends to be right, he can't be putting more on blast and then turning out to be right at the same time. Then we will stop all the lives and all the thing, and I ain't gonna take no more feedback on the podcast. I ain't taking no bad up just so. Then I started to get bad up from man like Al. Salute my guy Al. Al, <laughs> Al is one of the first men who used to call man, tell me about the, the podcast. I always get feedback from Al as to how it's going. He's an ex man like a debate too. So Al always tell me about. What we could have said different, what was this? You know, any 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 point on the podcast, always talking about it. And for the first week, I'll call man and say, Corey, I can't listen to no more of that. Thing. <laughs> he say, you see that heaviness on that thing? I can't listen to no more of that. So, all right, I take in my gangster in, right? I take in my full gangster in, and this episode is about counting blessings and gratitude throughout. So, thank you very much to everybody who's been listening. Salute to all the folks who've been on me and and sharing it and, and posting it and so on. I really, really appreciate that. Salute my guy Kevin Frank. Long time I ain't salute Frank. We are work to do in a Frank. But let me jump into the issues with this episode is concerned. Me. Come on, mother, tell me. I better name this episode Mommy. <laughs> my mother tell me. She say, 
You have so much to be grateful for. You look at your son. You have, you have a son home with you. She said, boy, I'm home here by myself. And you are your son again. You're all in life. And you. It's true. So let me stay up front. I'm very, very grateful for my son. I come this I ride down. What is quality thing when you ride down? All the things you're grateful for again, boy? They, they have a thing for it, you know, but I don't know these modern day, day terms and so on. But, you know, get up every day and put five things you're grateful for, five things about your purpose. All you know what you think called, right? I, I ain't so good at it. So I'm grateful for my son. But I'll tell you this, right? But you know Zachary by now, he's been on this podcast a few times well. And he is going to San Fernando Boys and doing his online schooling. You know, we we, we, we always talking about the online schooling. But have something that I never talk about, I'm going to talk about it today. Within the gratitude now. Salute to my son teacher, Mr. Javil, from San Fernando Boys Government RC School, right? If you know Mr. Javil, salute Mr. Javil. Mr. Javil is a great teacher. He's a very patient man. I couldn't do what he's doing, you know, and dealing with all these children every single day. But I swear to all you, <laughs> Mr. Javil, slowly converting all them little boys and Sando boys into your little young priests. <laughs> All these little boys who Mr. Javel t- talking to turning out to be little priests. The amount of prayers I hear about Mr. Javel every single day. I'm not about him, from him. Teaching them how to pray, teaching them how to walk in the righteous path. And I, well, I, I'm kind of glad he have that influence because, to be honest with you, he wasn't getting that kind of influence from me. He probably will never get it from me. So thank God for Mr. Javel putting that out there. But if my son turned a priest, Mr. Javel is to blame because. The other day he come and tell me, I can't remember if I talked about this on an episode before, but my guy come and tell me, Daddy, I think Mr. Javel is an angel. <laughs> I said, but, but why you say that? He said, and I, I, you know me, I like bad jokes. I said, what kind of angel? A fallen angel? The man get vexed one time, his shoulders start to hang. I said, all right, all right, what kind of angel he is? How Mr. Javel is an angel? The man say, he explains things better than anybody he ever hears. So questions when they ask him, other people will be struggling to answer those questions, but Mr. Javel always have the questions. So you know me, a little follow myself too. You know? So I wanted to tell him, I said, well, Zachary, ask me any question that you feel you could ask Mr. Javel, and he alone could answer, and let me answer it. And boy, that man went to a question from the scriptures. <laughs> that was the end of me. I don't have to agree Mr. Javel is an angel because I me and even want to I don't, I don't make up something and bustle because I, I can't answer none of them kind of questions. But the amount of him, he have them singing and learning about giving confession and what it is to be righteous and the seven deadly sins and and my guy is fully engrossed in this. He believes in Mr. Javel. Mr. Javel can't do no wrong. So I, I'm glad. I'm glad he have that kind of influence. So I, I'm grateful there. From a son, and he in a place in a space where he learning and he coming along well. I ain't know how good he doing in maths and the English and things. Stacy go ahead and say that, but what I could tell you is he ain't making joke when it comes to religion. So for all my sinful ways and things, like I have a little savior home here who could bring me back from the brink. You know what I mean? So that is gratitude. I'm grateful too. Well, the next thing my mother tell me, she say, "Yo, you're living in a house there." She say, "You hire son." I say, "All right." She say, yeah, your wife, who you love to terrorize. <laughs> and I mean, since she prayed like that, then let me get into my wife now. This is a long week. I've had a long week in my household, right? <laughs> so everybody know the situation and everybody well locked down, right? We're properly locked down. I have nowhere to buy no food. 
I try a few times to go in the groceries and think, I'll tell you how that went, but you see the lining up outside the grocery before you could get your groceries, then you have to line up to pay for them. I have a problem with that. So I'm trying for the first time to order groceries online. I'm not, I'm not so good with it eh? because a few times I say I was going to do it and I was going to order from, um, I forget some of the people named now, Market Movers is definitely one. Salute to them. I really respect what they do. And they are one of the first people I see do this in Trinidad. I think they had Trini Trolley. They have a few more that do um, groceries online. But of course, because of the pandemic, the big boy is doing it too. So at least Massey and them have something, if not delivery, you could pick up from them. Uh, same with Price Mart, you could order your things and pick up. So when I see the amount of people, I would, that's why I was arguing with Renault. You know, I said, Renault, less people on your road. I see in less people on your road. But Gary Griffith come out and say, more people on your road. And like, I can't dispute that too much because when, since the SOE, Price Mart car park looking more full than when I talked about it last week. And same thing by Massey, same thing by Extra Foods. All them groceries have a good little line outside before they get inside. So most of the time I go in the grocery, I try to go buy a grocery where I could still get some version of food to buy. When I say food, like Massey have little wings, ham slices, pork like turkey. You know what I mean? You could get some prepared food because you see the, the, the cooking every minute. Now, I don't cook it. Let me put it out there one time. I make a good breakfast, a good little piece of toast and butter. And you could check me for that. But I don't cook. I can't save my life in the kitchen. So home here, my wife, who I'm very grateful for, has, has taken up the mantle, has taken up the, 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 the post of cooking for the family through these hard times where buying food is not available to all of us, right? I don't know if Ollie having these issues home, but I'm just telling you why I'm grateful for home. <laughs> but when she cooked, right? I want to level it all. It's just between me and only. Yeah? <laughs> I always tell her she's a shop buyer. You ever meet somebody who is buying shop right through? All their life, they never go grocery and thing. All they go in and shop. So when 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 crick's done, they go and they buy one crick at a time. That is how Stacy, that is how she is. I, I don't know if she grew up being in the shop right through. You know, a parlor buyer then. So when the juice finish, she go and she buy one juice. Right true. She don't replenish things. She don't, we don't have no stock here. We don't have nothing that we could fall back on. If we have an emergency now, we have to go. We, we are the breadline, the literal breadline. So years now I'm telling about this shop buying. I say, I say, babe, listen. If things finish it, go and buy a case of it. If you go, you know what I mean? Go and get more. Put down. Don't just buy exactly what we need. When you go in the grocery, you buy, you're going in the grocery, you buy one bag of cricks. When that's done, you have to run back grocery again. And especially now that you can't, you can't be on your road. Being on your road is a struggle. You have to answer for why you're on the road. This week, even worse than last week. Last week was just the line and thing. Now you better have your letter and thing in hand because the boys say they're stepping up the patrols. And when they say step up patrols, what they mean is roadblock. And you got to show your letter for why you're on your road or present to people some argument for why you're out. And you're not home during this SOE. So, the shop buying thing, apparently, this transfer into the way they're cooking to home here. This was between me and you. I ain't bad talking nobody. I'm grateful, as my mother say. But I see flour needed. I said, well, my belly started to turn one time. I don't wait for to smell nothing. You know. From the time I see the prepping process going on, I, I, I ready. Then I see flour thing, right? Flour. Then I start starts to smell thing frying in the kitchen. But I say, right, your boy in a gear. So fry bake is making. We good to go. I say, what? This is not, I don't see fry bake here too often. 
So I, when I hear fry bake me, <laughs> I flow on need and them thing. I say, well, I didn't game. They call me out, man. They say, hey, come and eat. You know what I mean? I working from home, so I need office. In my home office, most of the day, I, I, I run in. I say, all right, here what happened. Stacy Villarul. You see the whole thing that's happened? I, I, I sing it and she call it. I can't talk. I can't talk my mind in peace. <laughs> Let me see what she wants here. Your call has been forwarded. <laughs> She's calling the gangster man. She must hear what I'm saying. Yeah, babe, I'll try to tell you. I'll try to call Aisha by mistake. Oh, just tell them how you um, make one fry bake at a time, yeah? Right. <laughs> you see, <laughs> I just even entertainment's sake, I go mash up all yours. <laughs> so, the fry bacon they're making, I say, well, all right, they call me out, they say, right, food ready, come and eat. When I come through now to eat the food, bust up the two little fry bacon, good to go. When dinner time, not I lunch time, eh? when evening time, now when I pass back, I say, what well, happened, the fry bacon done? She say, yeah. I said, but how fry bake done so fast? She said, well, I'll just make the two for you to eat. I make, this woman is making one fry. If you're, if you're hungry now, she make one fry bake. And I'm talking about like you put on the flour and you just fry one. So if you need to fry more, you fry them fresher. I'm talking about it done. It have no more. So it's three we live in here. She makes six. Two people, we give two each. And that is it as a wrap. I said, babe, well, what, we, what we eating for, for dinner is the dinner. It's another to eat. I was like, what? Why? Why are you doing this? What's going on? So like I had to face the line my mercy and these people because people frying bake one at a time and roasting little, little, little bake one at a time. They make burgers. She make about a three-quarter burger, so it's a quarter a piece for everybody in the house. I know, I know. Under pressure. But I'm grateful. My mother said be great. Yeah, very, very grateful for that. And I was trying to see how fast I could order thing by Massey. And then I hear salute my guys at Fitch Street Market too. They have some What's it? What you call it? Grab and go meals. I don't know where it is. I know you know where I used to like to like St. Christopher's, but I can't reach up in tongue at all. I frighten Gary and them, so I don't want to jump out myself and go quite up in tongue. Say I'm looking for food, and you know me. If they ask me a question, like deny, deny and cry, it is work home and thing with your woman and them kind of thing. But I don't know if deny, deny and cry, it is work with the police, no. So better you just stay, stay on the safe side and cook more than one. You know, if you're frying, bake fry. You know what I mean? <laughs> To make it into a thing. So I end up having to go because fry bake done. And I decide, listen, I'm going up the road by Linda's. It it went, it, it starts off as a massy and extra food run it to see what I could I get. But I end up going up by Linda's and things to get bread. Yeah, I get, get something, right? And I watching these poor people who stand up in the extra foods line and I say, wait, rough. You know what I mean? You had to stand up in this line long, long, long before you could go and get something to eat. And I really find it strange that people so calmly waiting in line. You know, if it wasn't sure, if I wasn't sure, now I'm sure that people frighten. People are afraid because before you had to remind somebody to wash their hand before they go in the grocery. You had to remind, you know what I mean? You had to remind them about social distance. Now people, if you know extra foods in Shagonas, people line up from there all the way past Ashley and Court something and going all the way down to the end of like the block. They're almost on the side of the Indian Expo. And I watching that line and I say, nah boys, a good thing I ain't had to go there because I ain't lining up in that line. So I walk past all of them, wash my hand quick and go on and push Linda's door. Not realizing Linda's line is the same length as the extra foods line. People in their mask is like, whoa, you sold there, whoa, you that one? 
I think I'm bad lucky with Londoners. Remember the only time I see the hot cross buns from Londoners? Now I just try to bust in the people place without listen, there's about twenty people in the line and I just push in the door out of shame out of do my mask apologies and thing and line up and cool it just like everybody else. I say, oh watch people. The people in extra foods line up cool. I thought like extra foods line was from both directions. First the line was long. Me realize Linda's are line too. And the retailers salute to all the retailers in the country who open. I am not sure about the pharmacies. But um the groceries and lenders and them for sure, they have put their own measure in place so that they only allow in, well, with lenders, it's a small outlet. They only allow five people at a time. So you line up outside and you wait. And when you see people leave, you're going. And you know, people has always talk about Trinidad and if things could work in Trinidad. Like I remember seeing, where did I see this boy? I can't remember who had posted this or something I was looking at with a bookstore or something in Somebody was talking about a bookstore, right? Where they don't have anybody who work in there as an honor system. And all you have to do is go in, whatever books you take, you pay for them before you leave, and nobody checking anything. And the store never lose any money. Can't remember where I see that. But it shows you where Trinidad, we can have our own honor system too. Because, I mean, granted, we're under pressure to be able to adhere to it. But people just line up outside and there was nobody by Linda's checking people to say, all right, well, hey, don't come in until you see uh, out of the five people, one leave, then you could come in. Nobody was checking anything. Everybody stand up outside, you're watching inside when you see one person leave. So, for instance, there was a lady who, it was her and her husband, it looked like. I don't know why two people need to be together. We're still doing some of that, you know? And um, five people were inside, one person leave, two of them never move. Until the second person leave and then they went in. So they were making, you know, we policing ourselves. It's making wonder, like, how come we can't do that as a society more? We're not, we're not as bad as we think. And I, like, I don't like this term when people always talk about only in Trinidad and Trinidadians, this and that. We're good. We're good people. And these little things just show you how I, I, I hope that we don't need to be under pressure like this. To be able to just adhere to systems and things. Look at the private sector. We went from a place where... If the restrictions was up to X, everybody in the country was trying to figure out how we could do Y and Z and get away. You know what I mean? So if they say restaurants closed but street side open, KFC bring out a van to sell food out to the back of a pickup. You know what I mean? Everybody trying to see, okay, if the restriction is X, what extra, what, what, what we could get away with? What extra we could do? Even the way they asked the questions in the press conference, like, we could get away with this. We could go ahead and do that. Uh, the mall's closed, but hey, I don't have a mall, but a restaurant I could open. You know what I mean? But now we're seeing where we're going in the opposite direction. So when the restriction, the government restriction is X, we starting to look at what we could do as additional restrictions, not a thing to get away. So the government, as far as I know, did not put any quota on how much people could go in our grocery at a time. What they're asking for is pretty much the same. Not forgetting forget the Prime Minister, right? What the doctors have been asking for is the same thing. They're trying to say, hey, this is a serious matter. Adhere to the thing. Take care of yourself. The three W's and all these nice things, right? But they're also saying, hey, use your discretion. Don't go out of the way. Don't, don't let nobody have to restrict you from doing things. It's for your own benefit. It's for our own health. And I think we start to realize and accept that as a society now because the lockdowns are in place. But people going further than where the lockdowns are. So I know some groceries who decide to close. They have license to stay open based on where we are now with the SOE and the curfews. But they close because they say, listen, 
I don't know if it's uh, most of them I know are like mom and pop stores, like owner-run stores. So they might have been working in their own stores and they realized, listen, it's not worth putting myself at the risk. A lot of them are small stores too. So when when ten people in a small store, when ten people in a massy, it look empty. But when ten people in a little, little store, you know how that could get crowded and tight. So some of them close. The groceries themselves, the grocery owners association come out and say, hear what? Only X amount of people at a time. Everybody had a lineup outside. We let people leave. The police and what happened inside the grocery in terms of one-way lanes and all these nice things. So I think we finally, where we realized is not, well, some of us, right, have realized that is not the government trying to do something and hold it down and tie it down and the wicked. And some of us have realized that. But for the more, I think for the, most of us have realized that. Let me put it that way. Most of us accept that now. And we actually put in a little more restriction. Imagine people who was fighting, they didn't want to wear masks, they masked this and they fed up. Now we went two masks and a shield. <laughs> you see, when personal, you know, I always talk about personal responsibility, but uh, maybe I should change that to personal consequences. Because when you could see the consequences of what it is you're doing, which the reality facing us now, you're starting to see where action changing. You know what I mean? But salute my guy Rondon. I see, I see Rondon by Linda. That was a random thought, you know what I mean? And Rondon was coming out the um Rondon coming out the, 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 the grocery. But like my guy, he like he have a mask on the ears too, you know, long I calling him and he that's it, but so. <laughs> Sorry, Rondon, I just had to throw you under the bus there. Why again I don't talk about I talk about everybody, you know, all, all again, gratitude. Happy birthday to my auntie Merle. Gratitude, very grateful that she goes back and listen. I just tried to figure out for the life of me, like why people just go back to old episodes. It's a hard thing for me to figure out. Now, one thing I learned this week is that number one, when you have a short week or you have a holiday during the week, nobody will listen to what the podcast. That is number one. <laughs> so every time we have a short week, which I understand next week is another one, podcast numbers low. And if I wasn't sure that people is listening while they're traveling and driving and thing, now I'm sure. <laughs> And when they're exercising on the road and doing their run, I am sure now that that is when people listen. So everybody numbers low. Salute my guy Maurice Burke again. Maurice, tell me he's one of the missing numbers. I appreciate that. I appreciate you missing it. I appreciate you going back and catch up. But happy birthday to Auntie Merle. I have a song to play for you at the end of this episode, Auntie Merle. So don't lock off early. But the going back and listening to old episodes is an odd one for me. It's like strange. I can't figure out like what. It feels like it's so current to me. Like I'm always trying to talk about the specific things that happened this week. And um, people for some reason going back. But again, I'm grateful. I'm very, very happy that people listen to any damn thing at all. I'm very, very glad about that. And um, I just want to say about that song that we play in the beginning of the, of the episode. That is... Uh, Stacey's always tell me I say is my favorite song and is the best Calypsonian ever. Too much, eh? But Stalin is without a doubt one of the greatest among the greats. Eh? And that song's so applicable to what we're going through now as a society. Because it really alright, Stalin, okay, alright, what Yeah. Is when you listen to the lyrics in his song and how much of it applicable to hard times and how we feel during hard times and what we do is really one to is really one to take and take an little piece of it again don't allow confidence to drop one day we'll be right here on top yes why we appreciate mm-hmm. the little life got to give with 
regardless what's the hood, we must think positive. Look on the brighter side, look on the brighter side. Because I see a silver lining behind this gray cloud we're passing. Look on the bright side, look on the bright side, but the bright side is where we go in. Oh. Now again, the gratitude, right? I tried my best to look at the brighter side. And more 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 thing happening home here again. <laughs> so listen, again to the issues of the week sooner. We talk we about half hour you know, we don't talk about nothing yet. Again, again to the issues, but all the other help I'm grateful. Eh? I'm being very grateful about what is going on home here. But apparently people home here under pressure. When I'm talking about how, how hard this lockdown is and I get it gains a man thing, I didn't really realize like it gains a people more than me. So one day during this blessed week, according to Mr. Javel, after that, or BC or AD, what you say? I see Stacy going to do her hair and think, no, she's a woman, is do her own hair. So even when place locked down, and she not like me, where imagine I'm live talking to Raynaud, I, I, I'm a barber runner, and I looking messed up in the game. I took my whole face overgrown, my head, well, my hair dropping out on top and growing out in my face, I can't control it. But she have the skill to do her own hair and things. So even when her hairdresser and things close, she could sort out herself. So she going to sort out herself, Papa. Now, I really noticed since the other day. <laughs> it have a wig hanging on my bedroom now for a long time. Eh? I never see no wig here yet, but I see a wig hanging on the bedroom now for a long time. But I know she's a woman of little obia and so on you know what i mean this is the thing she's due to keep the house I, I don't know what she's doing for but she's a woman of a little obia you know what i mean if you never if you never hear that then go back and listen to the whole episode too so when i see the wig on the door and i realize it's about six months six months now we're married i say well that was the advice she get so, so you know don't let six months pass and you ain't hang up a wig on the door so i don't interfere with the thing you know i take it my obia i happy with where it is a happy home and I ain't interfering from the time. So when I don't even turn the door now when I see the wig hang up there to be tr- to be to be truthful. But she going to do her hair and thing, she going to the bathroom. I say, alright, you know what I mean? Little hairstyle and thing is in the way. And people, to tell you the truth, I ain't see the hairstyle up to now. <laughs> because she come out, she come out the, the bathroom between laugh and cry. Like she didn't know if to cry or if to laugh and say, babe, I try to cut my hair like I cut too much. So I don't know if the but the Obia wig is in use now. Because I ain't see the hairstyle up to this minute. <laughs> up to now I can't see what the hairstyle looking like. But she have a wig and a and a and a and a, and a head band up tight. So like I can't I don't know what to do. I'm frightened because the old me would have just pulled off the wig and see what the hair looking like under there. But I don't know if the wig is still a Obia wig. So I don't want to interfere with it too much. So I'll be trying to rock and a hard play. But again, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I have, having a lot of gratitude. <laughs> But people, just my little advice from what happened home here. Don't attempt to cut your own hair and thing. If you know you can't cut your own hair because barbers and hairdressers and these things close. Now might not be the best time to experiment. The people say extended um, SOE until the 4th of July. <laughs> until the 4th of July. So maybe you're all around the week before you could take a little chance and do something. Because... Uh, I tell Nolim as man, anytime, anytime I get to see, I ain't touch any wig, eh? but anytime I get to see where it is under there and it all the way gone through, I, I single. <laughs> I 
kadi markets me sign up for these kind of problems i didn't sign up for these kind of problems so if it's a ball head on the like mine or receding hairline like mine well you know what i mean <laughs> the middle gone and the sides growing wild i i single i back in the game i don't know how how single people make out in these covid times as i as i talking about this when, when you <laughs> All that my mother tell me, my mother tell me, be grateful you live in a house with people, you have joy in your house. And I'm talking to my guy this week, my guy, Colonel, <laughs> as, a, as a bachelor. I'm trying to figure out, you can't, you can't, I mean, it's not a risk with the health thing because you can't meet nobody. Because how are you going to work? Like, are you going to date and hold hands and, and kiss and what do you do now if you don't have nobody? You meet people and... Is that strange one? I I, I know if all this pain I thought for the people who sing. <laughs> and then you know I some too. Tell me if it's me alone. As man are talking to, I'm not talking to all the women only, I'm talking to man. You don't find all these all these women looking good in their mask, boy. <laughs> I don't want to be disrespectful. I mean I'm grateful for all the women in Trinidad and Tobago. But it's have a strange thing going on where when you see that when they're I don't know if everybody's eyes nice or I don't know. It's just eyes, man, or what is going on. But when you when you make forward people and you think people looking nice. But then you have to remember now, I don't know where you, where you take off that mask. So it must be hard for single men and women out there. Like, how are you meeting people? What's, what's the situation? Or everything going online and is a Tinder and a, one of them things. I don't know how it works. You can't meet nobody out and... You could go up and talk to somebody like say, hey, girl, I was watching you from over there and think, well, you see, people will run. You can't even do that now. So I asked my boy King, I said, King, in these little single times here, what do you do? How, how are you meeting people? And <laughs> the man said, well, these easy times, you had to dig back in the past. <laughs> like if somebody in the past don't have COVID. <laughs> But salute my guy again. Grateful. I'm very grateful for my friends and my, 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 my close ones who are always there for me and checking up on me and so on. Check me. I mean, we can't check me. No, don't check me. But as we're talking about households, one household that I really sure is a happy household is the household of Mr. Monk Monte, the Marshall Montano himself. Salute to the wedding album. It's a great album. But it makes me wonder if I should adjust, you know what I mean, as I, as I might be moving into single life now, given the circumstances I'm facing. And I realize Marshall, Marshall figure some things out. <laughs> number one, you have to take them out of the city and carry them up in the bush. That is rule number one. Can the level of happiness happening in the bush, there? I don't see that in the city too often. And the thing is, when you think about how Marshall living up in Toku, Marshall is living on no little lot of land. No? He has to be living on acreage. And they seem to have a little farm set up. It's a real subsistence living between here and the father and the wife and everybody. It's a, it's a real love, real monk style when you see the way he living up there. But one thing that concerns me is it looking like Marshall not doing nothing. All Marshall doing is recording the wife, whether she exercising. You never seen him exercising. You ain't seen him planting nothing. You ain't seen him reaping no nothing when, when, when time for... Fig to pick it, looking like she picking the fig. She doing it. Like, what, like what Marshall doing so? I mean, making me wonder if I had to adjust up the way I doing things here. You know, maybe I need to get people to be doing some manual labor and plant up something. But then again, if you fry and bake one one, that means she go plant one pigeon pea <laughs> to make a pillow. <laughs> but I had, to, I, had to, I had to change around the system here because I see Marshall wife with a whole whacker, a whole still whacker, whacker in down a piece of land acreage. 
and all Marshall doing is recording and laughing. But it was a nice moment when you when you look at the Instagram and see where um, where he's seeing her singing his song. And you know what I mean? She's singing songs and listening to that album. That must be a nice feeling overall. And it it, it, it really makes me wonder and to revisit that that um wedding album. It makes me start to wonder a little bit about soca music and the way we listen to soca. Or think about the way you listen to music in general. They have music when you're feeling down that you listen to. When you want to feel upbeat, you wake up in a good mood. It's a music you listen to. It's a coffee shop music. You know what I mean? Some little light jazz and that kind of thing. Music built for so much different situations and circumstances that could help either change your mood or change the way you're feeling or, 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 or help you stay in that mood you're feeling. And you know, it's, it's such a, a powerful thing when you think about music. And we all have our favorite songs that take us through different times and when you're stressed out or whatsoever the thing might be. And watching her listening to that wedding album and um, looking at the situation we in now, where the place locked down. Like I was telling only my numbers low over the last week without the commute and the exercise and thing. When you're home, you ain't listening to as much of things at all. Right, and that's the, the same for me. I behind on most of the podcasts I listen to. I I, I fallen behind, but it makes me wonder, like soca music now. Like when I look at that Stalin song, Bright Side, and the mood it could put you in, or some of his other songs. I will go through a few of them in in this episode. These songs make you think. They make you feel a certain way. They connect you back to a certain time if you're of that era, of course. And um, it makes me wonder, like how much soca does that now so if you're not partying is there soca that we could listen to just to change your mood or you're feeling stressed out and you want to hear something and you like i know somebody who t- tell me when she's going through plenty she's go back to buju like till shiloh album and them things and i'm wondering like where where is our music like that and then salute to freetown collective and them who bring in back calypso because maybe calypso is where calypso is the embodiment of that songs that you could listen to for different times where it can be that we're making festival music so that in in times like these where the festival on pause the soca artist earnings end up on pause because they ain't putting out nothing they ain't making no sort of money off streaming you can't you, you, as i say you can't perform you can't do anything so your earnings not there and then we as fans now is a is a disconnecting time from the soca artists and we get a time to connect to plenty of other artists and one area i've seen it is in the zest music as much as people is bad talking and think them fellas not stopping producing and not stop they ain't stop putting out music uh salute to my guy young brother anybody who's not following him but i like, you know if you want to follow that it must be good the, the youth he bad <laughs> he have a salty kind of vibe with that kind of hype man thing but that man is on Instagram live every single day doing music <laughs> to any different kind of rhythm. Chutney, dance hall, zest, soca, anything. I like the fellow spirit and boy, listen, like he never hear about social distancing at all because this man is get up in the camera face to do his live and thing. But salute him because I see he put out a record with, um, you know, there's a real old man episode in about record. But if they do a song with um, Romish Entertainment, who's Shensia manager, and I, I like to see that. I like to see youths get through. So he dropping this song. The name of the song is "I Fed Up," and he have a unique style. His young brother, yeah, Y U N G B R E D D A. If you're looking for him on Instagram and thing, but I'm glad that he get through, and I'm hoping that they're saying that their song supposed to be released this Friday. So let me hope it pick up and it's a big hit. You know what I mean? It's real. It is a fast kind of soaker, so it's an odd time to drop it. 
But when you get the opportunity and you get the look, you have to take it because Shansia is... Uh, if I call Shansia the top person in dancehall now, I, I can't be too wrong. I mean, I, nobody know better than Cartel, but in terms of where she's going with music and things, Shansia on top of it right now. So why not? There's a real great alignment for him. And when you look at this fellow, with, with looking like if it's not Beatum, it's C-Lots. I think it's in Beatum, he, he is, and he recording. And every single day, that man coming up with things and... There's how I find Salty is. I find Salty is a genius, eh? <laughs> because Salty, just take some little simple hooks and turn them into thing where you have to listen to Salty when he's singing. Like, a simple song like, me love all your body, good, good. Me love all your body. Uh, listen, a hundred artists could sing that song and it do be a hit, but when Salty sing it, it's a way Salty's getting in, in your spirit a kind of way and young brother have that in him. So I hope he get through and he go good. And I was watching something too, Similar to what I was saying about being able to release music at this time, I was seeing on Hans Devine's page, uh, salute to Hans and them from, um, I think it's Boom Champions here on 94.1, if I'm not mistaken. But he had an interview with Father Phyllis. All right, all right, Hans, okay. I interviewed Father Phyllis. Who is the person from Barbados, if you know the little zestery man, he say, my boxy look brawling, calling, stalling, falling, all of them bawling, or whatever the hell he's saying. I don't know what he's saying, but the song bad. But I see him interviewing Father Phyllis, a young youth from Barbados too, and he's talking about how long he's been in music and trying to get through and trying to a little breakthrough it. And finally, to have a song where the song pick up. Everybody, I mean, the song is a big song here. And you can't, you can't perform, you can't tour, you can't do nothing. It's a rough time. But again, as we head into more vaccinations and we see in, uh, let's hope, that we get into some point where things go back to some kind of normal. And you know, it's a funny thing because by then, everybody might done forget that song already. So it's unfortunate. But at least seeing people here now. And the thing about youths now is that they're not waiting on radio to make no hit. They're not waiting on no events or to go nowhere. They just play now. They're just finding their artists where they need to find them and making them into stars. So salute to young brother on that. Salute to Father, um, Father Phyllis. I hope he get through with his... Um, I hope both of them get through and succeed with where they're going overall. All right, things that to do for the week. I'll end the episode with the, with the Stalin stuff, right? But some things that happened during the week. Let me get to some of the people's news. Are we well in? And I need to talk about nothing yet. Um, double Palm get rated, so be careful, guys. I mean, <laughs> everybody see. No, I don't understand why, eh, to be honest with you, because the the... <laughs> What what double palm is a hotel or what, what is this motel or by the or what was the situation? What are they falling under in terms of business? Because I don't know if Hyatt get raided, I don't know if Hilton and K-Pop and them get raided or anything. But I see a little video going around where people, the the police force, come outside the double palm and I mean I just want you to put yourself in whoever was their shoes. And I don't know if it's because it's after curfew. But if it's after curfew, right? Let me say that they, they went there after nine. What's the issue? If you go there in the palm and you're, you're home, well, you're home, yeah, <laughs> inside. <laughs> What's the issue? Why why police come in there to make people go home? They're inside. They, they're social distancing in there, of course. I'm sure everybody's six feet apart while they're inside there. So what was the problem? I'm trying to figure out like how police could just make people leave the palm. And if it's in the middle of the day, well, I guess if it's any day, you could say that people um, 
on the road unnecessarily and what they're doing there is not essential. I mean, but what could be more essential than we are to do in the palm? This, think about it, right? They're trying to tell us preserve life. Look how heavy the place is with loss of life. People go in there to add back to life. People go in the palm to, to create new life where two become three. You know what I mean? So why, how they could deem that to be non-essential? That is the most essential service they have right there. People need servicing. And then, as you're talking non-essential or essential services, I want to read directly from the Express here. So let's say I'm making up nothing. Dear Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley, I am directed by the Executive Officers of the Electronic Lotto Agents Association of Trinidad and Tobago to express our agents' concern about being removed from the list of essential services. <laughs> so, so this... I had to assume that everybody who own Lotto Boots are part of this ELAATT, Electronic Lotto Agents Association in Trinidad and Tobago. Because that's different from NLCB, it's different from GTEC and whoever else in control of the, 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 the lottery, right? ELAT has been registered as an organization since September 2011. All right, well, I, I thought they're now forming, but all right, well, they're all a long, long time. Cool. As a result of the declaration of the SOE effective Monday, May 17th, NLCB closed its operation until further notice, thereby also suspending our agents' operation. So far, so good, right? There are approximately 1,200 agents, and no doubt you will understand the consequential financial and psychological implications created as a result of the suspension of our agents' operation. I understand that too. 1,200 sounds like at least 1,200 people out of work, right? Elat unreservedly supports the declaration of the SOE. Good. We're going good, man. Elat, we 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 on the same page. See what I tell all you? Businesses on in, on board. We're realizing that we had to change our behaviors and we're not dependent on the government to set restrictions. We're setting all our restrictions. So Elat unreservedly supports the declaration of the state of emergency. But request that you use the powers vested in your goodly office to review the decision to remove the NLCB and its agents from the list of essential services. <laughs> Listed below are the reasons why I believe your office should reconsider the position of NLCB and its agents. So, NL- ELAT want the lotto boots open because, I mean, how could you put those things down as essential, as non-essential? I, I mean, I don't need to go through this list to tell you why lotto boots are essential, but let's, let's go through it anyway. NLCB activities are not only limited to betting, but include the payment of utility bills and purchase of phone cards in which over 700,000 of our citizens partake. Essential. All of us have to pay our bills during this time, right? And there's no other way for us to pay our bills without congregating than the NLCB boots, of course. And we need phone cards. There's no other way to get a phone card other than a lot of boots. So that's the number one. Goodbye me. Agents generate almost over $48 million weekly on behalf of the NLCB through various games. Revenue, we've been talking about that on this podcast for however long. People need to make money. The government needs to make money. The NLCB, what's going to happen? How are we paying the NLCB staff now? Taxpayers' dollars? $48 million a week. They closed for two weeks so far. That's nearly $100 million. So check on point one for me. Check on point two. Approximately, this point three, right? Approximately four hundred and seventy-five thousand bets are made by the public on NLCB games daily. However, a significant percentage of those bets are placed by runners who place bets on behalf of others. 
<laughs> so why, why do I understand? 475,000 bets are placed on a place daily on their games however a significant percentage of those or oh, i guess we'll ride the runners so it's not like people are to go and line up because we are runners we, you understand we have every every little hood have a runner so we will all give the runner the money the runner will run down place the bets and bring back so it's no congregating not causing any crowd or that make, makes sense runners so check one check two check three we're good to go essential service number four over 150,000 citizens are dependent on NLCB games to put food on the table. <laughs> I would like to repeat. Check number four. Over 150,000 citizens are dependent on NLCB games to put food on the table. This has become more critical now due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. <laughs> so what, 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 what are we trying to say here, Elat? That the the hustle, you play the play with and then you get money to buy your food. Or maybe you don't gamble your food money and you have money to buy food. But maybe they're talking about 150,000 um, employees. How much boots? No, they only have 1,200 boots. <laughs> so I doubt it's 150,000 employees. But I mean, to hell with that. Checkpoint four, anyhow. People need to make the little money and gamble to, to, to eat. Agents? Number five, agents, so we check on all four, right? So far, they sound essential to me. Agents are still indebted not only to their landlords, but to their lending agencies. That is a problem for all businesses. So I check in point five again, because anybody who paying rent now feeling that. The revenue stream, number six, the revenue stream created by NLCB through its agents supports quite a number of charitable organizations. Come on, people. We can't, how are we going to give money to charity if we don't let people come and loss? You know what I mean? So, these are some valid reasons. There are just some valid reasons why NLCB and its agents are essential and therefore should be given priority for resumption of operations as soon as it becomes practical. Elat is quite aware that there are outstanding issues between the NLCB and agents, but we believe that appropriate that the appropriate time dialogue will prevail. Elat is committed to ensuring all agents continue to observe and practice all the necessary protocols of the pandemic. This is what Gary say. You know, Gary say everybody who writes him for exception, they put in it. We we following all the protocols. He say you know what I mean. In anticipation of your favorable consideration. I guess signed by Alan Campbell, who I'd assume is the president of Elat. Um, <laughs> hey, Alan! What nonsense! <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Listen, if it wasn't the Express or some reputable, I would, I would have said say they lie. But apparently, the NLC, the, the, the lot of people, all the bloody lot of people, free now, man. The people come and, <laughs> the people come and sell a little lot and so on. People need to put food on the table. Now, in more serious and actually realistic news that anybody could really listen to and make some sense of other than on my boys at, at Elat. 100,000 Sinopharm vaccines are on the ground, so salute. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, salute to all the healthcare workers again for the work they're putting in to get us vaccinated and get us past this point. We're grateful for that. Now, I also saw something this week that was talking about the people who had the AstraZeneca shot apparently showing up like for a second vaccine. I know we got some AstraZeneca from, if I'm not mistaken, it's St. Vincent for sure. And it would have been either Bermuda or Bahamas. I'm pretty sure I would have that wrong. But um, 
I'm not sure if the goal is to use that to give people more people their first shot because you know they say the first shot is a level of protection anyway. So rather than get people who get a second shot out of that because a small number compared to what we had before of AstraZeneca, maybe get more people there. But a hundred thousand Sinopharm and people seem to be going and take them. So that's good news. I'm not sure why. Like I was reading up to see whether there's any danger to mixing the vaccine, like mixing. So you get AstraZeneca and then you take a Sinopharm. And I'm seeing real different things on that now. So there was some news coming out of Canada that it was okay. There was very little risk if you took more than one type of vaccine. So they would be between AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, and um, who am I missing there? Pfizer. And they were saying that there's not much risk in taking different types. But I also seen something on Healthline saying that the UK is still doing studies now with people to see if it has any effect, any ill effect on the immune system. So I know that um, Dr. Parashram and them keep saying that they're following the WHO guidelines and I'm not seeing anything clear on the mixing, but I don't think we're mixing yet. So I guess those two, two people who came for that get sent home. But at least the 100,000 seem to be going out. Uh, my mother has been, we've been trying to get uh, appointments and a lot of people complaining about it. I saw the government, you know, just last week when I was talking about how the government, do, the people in power in this country, let me just say government like party in power. Opposition is the same thing. We don't like to just come out and apologize and say, well, you know, I say the son is killed COVID, but maybe I misspoke on that. I didn't have enough information. I thought that was the case, but it doesn't seem to be the case. We don't we don't do that. We like to put ourselves out there as unfallible. But uh surprisingly, they, they came out and apologized and said, listen, sorry about that. We're having some issues with the appointment system and all that, and they're trying to get sorted out. So hopefully we could get that sorted out on our end. I could see my mother get vaccinated and and, and not worry about that. And um and yeah, I want to encourage everybody who can to go out and get vaccinated. It's really the only form of protection that we have. I keep seeing, not just in the local news cycle, but anything you watch about COVID and vaccination, all of them telling you, all the experts saying, the best vaccine for you to take is the one that's in front of you. Whichever one you're offered, take that. Because we're going through this whole thing about which one better and which one... But it's really some level of protection being better than no protection at all, especially where we see in the healthcare system and what's happening. I was encouraged by Dr. Hines and um, most of Dr. Rich, I like to listen to Dr. Hines. I guess it's nerd mode when he's doing all those projections and things. And they had some good news there where we could see that the, at least what they projected we would be at by now, given the, um, the amount of cases they were seeing in, was that April, March, April? We're well behind that. So that's a good sign. That means we're doing some things right. But Dr. Richards was talking about the healthcare system and, 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 and how it's overwhelmed and saying not to get complacent because she said it, the figures might be looking better in terms of availability. But she said the availability is due to the fact that more and more beds were added and we have more of these temporary facilities being used. And you, can't, you can't help but celebrate that as i say we be lucky to be in a position where we're going through this rise when the other countries the bigger countries have been past the worst them countries past the point of that we at now and they could send resources and send ventilator and help us with tent and thing we should say thank god for the gratitude right we should be 
we, we, if we had go through this last year around March, I know what would have happened in this little country, boy. So, of course, condolences to anybody who lose anybody during these times, whether it's COVID-related or not, is is rough because um, having to deal with uh, preparations and, and, and putting things in place for somebody who passed away now ain't no easy thing. So, condolences to everybody who's been through that. But Dr. Richards is talking about that healthcare system more and more. And I'm glad she's doing it because maybe that's one of the things that help the reality soak in for us and help us to behave. But I mean, if they if they shutting down double palms anyway, and we're looking for beds, I used to say use double palm step down facility, you know, but now we could use it as a parallel help. How much double palm they have? Where's Imran Daniel? Anybody could get Imran for me? You see you are double palm? And see if we could, if they, if they go and shut them down and then be pulling people out. You know, it is you inside there and you hear a siren, boy, you can imagine that. <laughs> but no, you, 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 you couldn't shut down the facilities anyway. Maybe there's an opportunity to use a place. If you could use a Belandra, why not use there? They, they available everywhere, close to everybody. But yeah, so, and, and I saw as well that um, on the financial side and the business side, which we're still very concerned about, they're saying that 14,000 applications came in for the grants that uh, that uh, Minister Inbert spoke about in terms of salary relief. I'm not sure what they're calling this one if it's salary relief. And they always they also have some relief for self-employed people. Because, I mean, spare thought for the, the nuts man and the snow cone man and the pie man. And them. we're talking about the big restaurants, eh? but the gyro man and the pie man and them, this is a rough time for them. So it's, it's good that we have some of the... Um, at least some kind of relief in place while we go through this, but nothing more important than us maintaining some kind of or taking control of what we do so that we're not congregating, we're not out there unnecessarily, we're not making further spread and we reduce the numbers so that people have a chance to go back and get to work and get back to their businesses as soon as possible. Let, let, me, let me do our part. The three W's, right? Wash your hands. Walk away. Jesus Christ, I can't remember. Wash your hands, wear a mask, and watch your distance. Right. Wash your hands, wear a mask, and wa- 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 wash your hands, wear a mask, and watch your distance. <laughs> so that should not be that difficult, really. So, yeah, let me do our part now. And again, I'm encouraging everybody make your appointments for your vaccines. If you have your comorbidities or you're in that age group or your frontline workers, I'm encouraging everybody to go out there and let's get vaccinated. This is no joke. And especially if you're living in a UNC stronghold. If you're in a UNC stronghold, try your best and get vaccinated ASAP. I live in a UNC stronghold. Where in, boy? Kearney, North, East. I can't remember what constituency I'm in. But it's a UNC stronghold. So right now, I'm fearful for my life. If you're, if you're in any UNC stronghold, you go and try, try to see how much vaccine you could get. Let me, let, me, let me tell you why I say so. Eh? Is it that the people who live in the strong, die-hard UNC areas right. are the individuals who are falling right. victims to COVID-19 and dying. God. Nobody in Bitam. Lord. Nobody in Silas. Lord. Nobody in Mofa. Lord. Nobody in Lavantil. Lord. Nobody in Degomartin. Lord. They're hearing about it, but the, the people in the UNC stronghold right. are the people who are dying. So if you're in a UNC stronghold... You might want to get vaccination very seriously because this, you know, hey, I, I can't make none of this up in over here. Here, sweet, too bad, yes. This place is one of the greatest because, like, you could say anything you want and get rid of it. <laughs> My girl come up with, 
and listen, she doing this on her Instagram live. What you need to see is the comments, right? Because this woman comments is the greatest. People are agreeing with her every step of the way. Then if you don't know this is Vicky Rampasad, who is, she's not a UNC, according to her. And she's not racial and she's not a UNC. She's an activist and she's fighting for all our rights. I appreciate that, Vicky. I'm gratitude. I'm very grateful to Vicky Rampasad for fighting for my rights and so on. I appreciate that. And But Vicky, <laughs> I need to understand what... um. Like, how you figure out that the PNM putting this plan together, this plot, right? I'm not sure if that is what she means. I want to put a word in the woman words in the woman mouth. I don't want to do none of that because I don't know if she's trying to say that, like, it's a plot to kill out UNC supporters or what. I don't, I don't understand. Any people who support her are not, are not sure. But I want to know how they're doing it. Like, what, how they're going about doing this. Because based on that, UNC really should never lose an election ever. Because when you look at how much people die from COVID all over the world, they should, they should, with, with them numbers, they, they PNM can't beat them. So I don't know how she come up with this and where she was going with this point. And as she say, everybody cut up what she had to say and um change it up to, you know, you know, we, we little people like to do little editing, so we edit it up and we, we, we but let me, let me play say where she went from there, right? Because I was so confused when I watched that that I had no plans whatsoever or talking about that because, I, I, boy, that's just too much. I couldn't process it. But she went on, she went on in another video that, that, that to say this. Rowley, calling out to you, you big old donkey. Jesus. You hear me? Hear me well, somebody tag him. I want him to hear me. I am not afraid of you. It's true. And given the opportunity, I'll smack, I'll smack the dotishness and the foolishness off your face. Hold on. Hold because on. you're an incompetent a-hole. Oh God. That is what you are. Mm. Rowley wants to come out and bumpy gum. Kamala this, Kamala that. Shut your blasted mouth because I tell you, give me the chance. I'll wipe that dotishness off your face. Lord. I'll wipe it off. You'll get licks from a woman. Oh, God. Blame your blasted self and your incompetent latrin flies you have. Oh like tail behind you. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, you see this? Uh. That is what Terrence D.L. sing one. One has some good hand. Good hand and mash up all of your teeth and all your mouth. Oh, God. Some good fists. That is what all you want. Oh, God. That is what all you want. Shove some good fists down all your no, mouth. No, no fists with you. No fists with you. can run your own household because he's putting down children all over. Much <laughs> less for our country. All right, all right, all what? right, all right. No fists with you. No, I'm close. Listen, I don't understand why. Why Why it had to be so... What is going on, Vicky? What is he saying? Vicky is very, very upset. So, listen. We, we had to... <laughs> We had to pop some little COVID boundaries, you know, because Vicky, Vicky really very upset about this. I don't want to laugh. This is serious matters, right? Because if 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 the if the government in, in charge is taking COVID and dropping it in specific places and containing it in them places, we need to we need to see if we could nominate these people for a Nobel Prize or something. Because the whole world for more than a year now trying to contain the spread of this thing. And I didn't know Rollers had the answer all the time. Rollers could, could decide where COVID going and where it ain't going and where it ain't stopping and all these nice things. So it had none in Dego Martin, none in the Beatum, none in Silas, none in the best I've ever seen. So I yeah, my full support. I want to see where we're going from here in terms of how we monetize in Trinidad's ability to localize COVID in such a very specific way. 
because you know what I mean the rising sun's supposed to kill COVID. So I don't know why it's coming up in, in UNC areas particularly, but boy, listen, I I vex I don't I do like when rollers like he said it himself on the last press conference, and I've been saying that for a long time. Like, stop responding to some of these things. Because you on a political uh, uh, yeah, I say it right the first time, a political platform talking about this thing every week. What are you responding to these people for? But boy, this one, I, I don't see how... <laughs> this one make me realize that I could see how he say Nongani House frustrated when he see and come across things like this because it's, it's ridiculous. And I mean, Vicky Rampasada, she say she ain't no part of no opposition. She ain't no part of no party. She impartial. She supporting any party that making Trinidad and Tobago better. But Vicky, <laughs> find a better way to send your message now, Vix. What going on? This is the best way we could put everything across as activists. This, who is helping when you're posting like this? But anyway, Vicky apologized. The apology long enough. Yeah. And, but I don't want to be accused of playing the, the, the act. And then, you know, you know them newspapers, is, um, front page when you do something and then back page when you make an apology or put it in a little, little thing. So let me, let me, let me take in some pieces of, of, of Vic's apology. Vic, Vic, Vic apologized. We can't, we can't, we can't. It takes a big person to apologize. So let me let me take in a couple pieces of it. Under what I have to say this evening. And I know nobody's expecting me to be on a live right now. Right. But I want you all to listen specifically. I am, I am. I to what I have to say. Because remember, yeah. people right now, I'm uh, how, how how to use the word boy. Mm-hmm. I'm blowing up Facebook right now. You're blowing, I'm blowing up Facebook. Facebook. And I want people to listen to me closely and carefully to what I have to say before passing judgment on me because no that judgment. is what everybody did. Is that safe That space? is what everybody did. I, um, before mm-hmm. I begin this live, I want to say if I have said anything to offend anybody, right. I humbly apologize All right. for any statements. But... Again, Wait, see, I see, never make statements. From the time you <laughs> when you apologize, <laughs> as soon as you're done with the apology part, is a but? Is is usually a problem? I love you. Statements, just so. I will only make statements on information right. I received. And before I move further on into the live, as I said, I want people to sit down and listen carefully to what Vicky Rampasad of Women Warriors have to say this evening. And then you can pass whatever judgment you want to pass on me for standing up. Because as an Indian woman in Trinidad and Tobago, mm-hmm. I will continue to stand up for my rights. You stand up. And I want to say special thanks and appreciation to Marcia Brave Boy. All right, pause. Pause. You see, when you're opening, personally attacking is massive brave boy. We don't see where this is going already. Vex, we accept your apology. Go easy. Don't first know the thing and what, what, what are we doing? Why we had to do this? If, you, if you're activating and you're activizing, what is active activists do? Activate, activize? If you're active in these streets, just calm down. Do what you have to do. And, and, and even where, when you're putting across your point and saying, just, you just keep calm. It ain't no need to rile people up. Look at the environment we in. Look what look what it is. We imagine we in a state where they have an equal opportunity killer. Something an equal opportunity people getting sick and dying. And you find a way to, to make that into something where somebody attacking 
one group of people attacking another group of people. You pushing that, and then, and then when you're apologizing, you first the first place you go in is apologize, but and then the massive brave. Why do I have to fast forward somewhere to know because it's a 15 minute long apology? Go to the Facebook page and you will see the apology. So, but I want to fast forward to the next part. You hear this, right? And I will stand up and I will defend myself. Right. I will defend myself. And again, I say, I do not wish COVID on anybody in this entire country. Nice. But I spoke based on information I received from the health sector about what was happening. Wait. <laughs> Vix, we know you apologize on everything. But I don't understand. You just say you're sorry for anybody who your friend. Now you're going back to say how you're fine. Somebody in the health sector tell you that is only people in UNC strongholds dying and other people not that. So when the health sector tell you what? And the deaths and and, and the, the individuals that were getting sick mm. and their location and where they are from. Wow. You understand? No. And let these individuals know that I am not afraid. So when you feel you're coming here to intimidate me, go and educate yourself. That's great. And I am not apologizing to the Prime Minister of this country. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. He... All right. Uh, I've done with Vicky apology. <laughs> Vicky, you start so good. Vic, you was going good all the time. You say you apologize. Anybody you offend, now you reach. You ain't apologizing to Rowley. <laughs> hey, listen. I, I, I just hope that rollers don't respond to this. Let me, let me just keep it pushing. We done this bit on edge when you come in a press conference already. Lead, lead, you're burying the lead. When you come in a press conference, just tell me what's in your restrictions. We on board. Everybody who was frightened, all who think, don't study Vicky. Vicky and Marcia Brave were any minority. Nobody ain't studying them, so you don't study them. Don't respond to none of these things. And let me just keep it pushing. Put us in the same folder with the request from Elat to treat the, the, the Lotto Boot as an essential service. Put two of them in the same folder. And put them in a place where you'll never have to see them again, right? So let me just move past. And let me just pretend nothing never happened. But we're still grateful with gratitude, right? This is our gratitude episode. I'm very thankful for people and activists like Vicky Rampasad who will go out of the way and put life and limb on the edge to, to, to make sure that we... I don't know what she's doing, to be honest with you. Like, activize yourself like Vicky, but I mean, don't apologize for nothing again. Better you just, better you just get low. And you come back on the 4th of July too. You just get low and we will see you on the 5th. And maybe if anybody asks you any question, plead the 5th too. The 5th is, is for you, right, Vicky? Now, the theme for the episode is gratitude. I'm going to show gratitude for Manchester City winning the Prem as if I like them. I'm going to show gratitude for all the people who beat me in the Fantasy League and so on. I don't forget to change my side for like the last 10 weeks of the season. But it's all good. Salute to these guys, Bert and so on, who always been in the league. But all right, next year. I'll pay some closer attention. And um, I know Atletico took La Liga into Milan again on top of the Italian league. So grateful for all the teams who land where they land and so on. But the, the, the story about Sergio Aguero was a good one this weekend. Where I see Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola frowning. <laughs> Why is Pep Guardiola crying for Sergio Aguero talking about how good a man he is? But Pep Guardiola never really liked... I, I, this is my opinion, right? From the time Pep reached Man City, he didn't seem to be a big fan of Sergio Aguero. I remember when he just got there, the man was benching Aguero and trying to play Jesus and trying to do anything else he could do except play Aguero week in, week out. 
Eventually, he comes to the point where he was running him all the time and, and getting some results. But when you look at Aguero's scoring record and everything, you make you wonder like what he was seeing that we not seeing. But again, uh, that was very much um, uh, very, very suspect <laughs> when I see Pep is cry. Anybody ever see Pep crying for players like that before? It's just me or this is the first time I see that or, or that is a common thing that he's do because that was real awkward. I don't know what he was trying to do. It, it had seemed as though before the weekend, so he wasn't going to let the man get send off. And I'm not sure what changed. But when I see the start of the game and Aguero walk out and sweats, not looking like if he was ever going to come on the field for the game. I don't know what changed during the course of the game where he, he let him come on, as he, as he should do, and be able to say a farewell. And you know, the man had to, had to double up to say his farewell to everybody and, and just let him know what... Uh, that is one I will be following. I mean, he's really a great player. I want to hate on Man City bad. And I don't like these fellas. I don't know where Man City fans come out. I don't know where all these nowadays, like, if you in our age group, if you are 40-something, and you are Man City fan, you're a wagonist. Like, my little brother is a Man City fan. This man's 20 years old. So, well, from the time he come in, Man City was already coming up by the time he started to watch football. But if you're 40... <laughs> How, when you became a Man City fan, when you was 30, why I don't know Man City. So salute to Man City and everybody. And it's one of them times we're going into where for men is a tricky little season in between the sports seasons. So all the um all the football done, uh IPL get call off all the cricket people. You know, this will be a good time to start CPL. Like just between the, CPL is a good thing to rally you straight through until um like August, September when all the leagues start back. NBA doing some kind of a play-in. I don't think I understand that fully, you know, but it's a, between the regular season and the playoffs, they're doing a play-in. And, and when I hear play-in at first, I thought what it was was everybody was playing, like how they was playing in a bubble the last time. But apparently, it's some kind of avenue to get more people who would not be uh, seeded in the playoffs back into the playoffs. So I, I don't understand it fully, but it's a slow sports time once these things done, once NBA playoffs and things done, we're going into a little bit of a slow sports period. So we, we need something to do as fellas. So thankfully, we are we looking at 4th of July? And if we behave and do the right things, maybe by early July we could get back our own sweat and start our own little home leagues wherever game is playing thing. We could get back to some kind of thing uh at that point in time because we can't if we look you could imagine fellas you could imagine being locked down with no sports at all nothing to watch on tv <laughs> i feel like we watch all the whole of netflix i i don't know what to watch again i tried my best i've gone back to sopranos now from episode one that's one of the best series i ever watched so i'm back to square one with that and i mean in terms of entertainment as well one of the things i keep meaning to talk about and not remembering to talk about here is naomi campbell has a podcast that she does. And I really enjoy... You know how I feel about these things. So, so I always talk about the fact that celebrities get a chance to slow down. They're not on tour as much. And it allowing us to get more insight into celebrity lives. Well, Naomi Campbell, surprisingly, is one of them that are, I enjoy a lot these days. Because she... I really came across it because Dave Chappelle don't do much interviews. And she had... I, I see something come up with an interview with him and her. And she went by him and they did an interview. And it was really good because it's more like two of them talking about their friendship and where they met and parties they've been to and the, 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 really just the good times that they had. But she have a lot of interviews, especially with people who do do a whole lot of interviews. So she have Mariah Carey on it. Uh, 
even political people are so she had Stacey Abrams on it one time. So she 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 working. She working at and I, I like her interviewing style because it's not really I think we've gone past the days where interviews was designed to make people look a certain way or you know interviews sometimes just look like they're attacking people but her interviews is really just celebrating people like she had lenny kravitz and you could see two of them about these people she's talking to they have a relationship and and and, and it's, it's nice to hear their stories and get to see an insight into their life if that's the best way i could put it on that is it that is it for the days of the the kind of shock jock thing they used to have and the attacking people in their interviews it seems to be done and it's, it's so much like what if you have ever followed Charlemagne on the Breakfast Club, that's what he used to do a lot back in the day and attack this one. And you know, the, the interview was designed to make people look bad or, or to seek out viral moments. So you say shocking things, and you know what I mean? It's, 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 I, I just find it, I, I never really liked that. But I see now Charlemagne, like he gave himself, yeah, he, he's come a long way from where he was with that type of interview before. So now being very respectful and the mental health guy and all that. And I was kind of waiting last week when I was watching all the crumbling going around Joe Budden. I wanted to hear what Charlemagne and them had to say about that. And he came out and he talked about it and he say he and Joe Budden don't talk no more because he reached out to Joe. He gave him a critique about um, the way he had approached some situation. What was Charlemagne talking about that Joe Budden and like, oh, Joe Budden had a deal with Spotify and he do some business and then he came off the Spotify thing. And then Charlemagne was basically get, getting at him saying like he don't know how to negotiate. He don't know how to get his real value in the market and that kind of thing. And um, <laughs> apparently Joe Budden take offense to that, but they talk behind the scenes. But I remember the Joe Budden podcast where he come and talk about Charlemagne and them not knowing nothing and not owning anything and they're just workers, but they're trying to talk on business people. So I was waiting now to see what Charlemagne go say about this whole Joe Budden falling out thing. And um, he really came out and said, he's like, listen, the man went up, went somewhere where he can't bring it back from there. So he don't want to set a small talk with Joe Budden. He had nothing to say about him or nothing to say to him. And he's just saying, you know, look at look at the situation here now. We're co-hosts and them leaving here. You're again accused of, I guess, sexual harassment and the workplace by Olivia Dope. As I told only last week, I, I was the guy in Eason. I fight for Caribbean people. But I can't stop listening to Joe Button. He's the greatest. So Charlemagne now find himself in some problems. Because I don't know if people following that story that going on with Kwame Brown. But Kwame Brown is uh NBA player too, ex-NBA player. And I don't know what's the genesis of it. I, I don't know where it starts off. They they had this podcast with, with that Matt Barnes and them do under the Black Effect Network that Charlemagne running. And whatever the issue was and whatever they say about him, this man went berserk. And he started attacking everybody. And Charlemagne seemed to be bringing it up on the Breakfast Club really as a way of promoting his own network and putting eyes on his podcast. But boy... Kwame Brown start shooting on YouTube. The man making your YouTube page. I never hear this guy say nothing before. But over the last week, I don't know if people following this story or not. But listen, it is epic. He's going at everybody. Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes, and then Charlemagne went. Charlemagne went too far. As far as I'm concerned. Because all of them from South Carolina. And he was saying that um, leave Kwame Brown alone because Kwame Brown's father killed somebody and the brother also was in I mean like what are you going so far for like he went he went into old Charlemagne mode where he just saying things for the sake of saying it and 
you don't care who it affects or that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I I was listening to that and I was thinking, but what what is how to do with anything? Why are you saying that? And I also thinking to myself, like, you seeing how the man going after everybody. Poor Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill just got up on, on her show and she was like, well, Kwame Brown, choose violence. And you say that choose violence thing all the time. I used to think that that's just something that people used to say on Clubhouse. But apparently it's from Game of Thrones. She wasn't even saying nothing about him and he come and attack her too. But boy, Charlemagne, make a mistake because Kwame Brown, being from the same area he from, went back and dig up this thing where Charlemagne was involved in some... He had, he had a rape charge and he was involved in some kind of situation with it and he play, he play away from it, huh? Or oh, how, how are you supposed to say that the right way? Like he he take a plea and, and and get some kind of lesser charge and that's out of the way. Like every now and again that stories come back up about him. And he he's managed to avoid any back major backlash, like the cancel culture thing where that is concerned. And he continues to grow from strength to strength. Like I read Charlemagne two books. I think one is um Black I think in Black Excellent Black Privilege. And the other one is Shook Ones. Two good books. Two good books. The Black Privilege is more about him and you get a little bit more about... No, Black Privilege is more about accepting your own blackness. I can't remember the damn books about that. It's so murky in my mind. Both of them were good books. I know the Shook Ones, he was talking about anxiety and his own issues and so on. And one of the books, he went a lot into his own background growing up in South Carolina and all that. And he had spoken about that story. If you listen to his podcast, he's do brilliant idiots with Andrew Schultz. He spoke about his story a few times. So now that you hear this thing coming back up, but it's like, why you went and interfered Mark Burns? Is a, is a real hornet's nest. You went and choked there. And now it's problem. So this rape charge back at the forefront. And Charlemagne, I see on Monday this week, he gave himself donkey of the day. <laughs> Basically, for going too far, and it's the right thing to do. He apologized. He didn't apologize like Vicky Rampas. I don't know. He put, he put forward a, a real, genuine apology. But when you do things like that, now everybody, it's looking like as though, you know, you're trying to, um, you're basically trying to cover your tracks because now this thing coming back out and you're having to deal with this again. And it's just one of them things. I don't know if anybody, like anybody's been following these things. But press to everybody involved. I hope everybody come out good on the on the on the other end of that because Charlemagne is a good one joe budden is a good one i like listening to two of them as two black entertainers out there i hope i hope um kwame brown do all right too because he going on twitter not twitter on youtube he going extra board every minute of the day seeing a, a, a video with him attacking somebody so i hope he cool and i don't know if he need help but if he get the help he need that would be great and i, I just hope that you know me and cancel culture i don't like it too much at all so my wish is that these things get settled and, and, and these guys still continue to perform at a high level and put out work that all of us could enjoy. I enjoy The Breakfast Club and Brilliant Idiots. I enjoy Charlemagne books. I'm sure he will do more. And he putting out a lot of podcasts out there. And, um, nobody greater at podcasting than Joe Wooden. Joe Wooden, <laughs> Joe Wooden podcast is, is one of the best things I've ever seen. And hey, salute to my guy Cassius too. Your wife don't want to let you watch his star report. Tell your wife I say. Let the man watch a little star report, man. Star is the real McCoy. There's, star is the legend. So, Cassius, watch your star report. But don't, don't put me one side to watch star, you know. But watch star when you're done listening to mine, right? All right, just a couple more things on the entertainment side before we get out of here. Um, I was a real clubhouse baby, and I used to be on clubhouse all the day and all the time. And, and so to some father as well. Pops have a few rooms on clubhouse that he, he does a great job conducting. 
Uh, one of them is on leadership. That is on a, f- a, f- a Sunday at about 5, I think he starts that. And then he also does one on a Friday that is about entrepreneurship at 11. So if you're on Clubhouse, check that out. You'll see the Trinidad room or house. I can't remember how it's working on Clubhouse. First of all, I don't really be on Clubhouse that much anymore. Because I see you know that Twitter taking up the... um. Taking up the space. It's the Trinidad Club is the name of his club on, on Clubhouse. So you'll see you'll see his rooms there. Just follow Ken Corby. And then um yeah, Twitter spaces turned out to be real interesting. Salute to my guy Keyshawn Haynes, although he didn't fight um Peter George like we was expecting last week. But he doing a real good job bringing out some um some ministers and I'm sure plenty more personalities and and, and maybe more business people and so on to come. And that's what he was offering Peter George. That's what I was saying last week when I, I don't think Peter George knows what was spaces. Because now this turning out to be one of the biggest things we have in Trinidad in terms of that. that um, Twitter spaces is the same thing as Clubhouse. It's just a talking app. So on Monday night, he had Nan Gatsby Dolly, Minister of Education. Uh, last week, we had Faris Al-Rawi. And you're seeing hundreds of people turning up to just listen to what these folks had to say. And I find it's a good opportunity. He also opens up the floor for people to come up and ask questions directly. So I saw him asking if any parents who have children in school wanted to ask the minister any questions. And it brings a little more of a human side. Yeah, we saw with, with the one with Faris. And, and, you know, it's a good thing overall. And uh, it might a well be a very good forum other than WESN. For he and Peter George to have all their fight as to who doing a good job with COVID and all that. But I don't think Peter, no, I don't think he knows his um, spaces. Because he was based, he, he seemed to think based on his tweets that Kijan was just telling him, let me keep it on Twitter so that we could um, just tweet one another for the whole day. And I, But I think it would have really been useful to hear both of them talk. And maybe, who knows, they could probably still do a little debate and talk to one another about it. Because I'm sure they, they both have good points of view on this so salute to kijan haynes for doing that and uh once you're on twitter if you're not on twitter go on twitter right but if you're not jumping on um jumping on the spaces the spaces are real decent to the conversations very very similar to to clubhouse but a nice local flavor clubhouse we have a lot of um they have a lot of local rooms but they're never very, very specific to Trinidad. And sometimes the conversation all over the place. But at least Kijan conducting a room and again, some specific things with some ministers coming on and things. I like that a lot. All right, so before we get out of here, back to some music, right? I have some music to go through here. Not necessarily to play, but I just wanted to point out why Stalin is one of the greats. Because Stalin has, um, all over the place, eh? but Stalin has four Calypso monarchs. And when, when you go through the monarchs that you have, right? The man have a heavy hitter, like a bomb in each one of them. You know, back in them days, you still had to do the two songs to win a monarch, right? So 85 was his first one. And it was Ism, Schism, and Wait, Dorothy, Wait. If, if you remember, well, you know how I feel about Wait, Dorothy, if you listen to this often enough. Wait, Dorothy is one of the best calypsos ever written because it's a social commentary. But it's written in, it's written like a party song. So, I mean, even when you when you listen to, to the lyrics behind, right? This play. Let's take any lyrics in it, right? I'll just get a little piece of it. My fans beg for a favor. I decide to please them. 
So I write me so come Last year they come back so with a different story They said they want something smarty About Gina Dorothy Now on your fans and all your future depends So I sit down to write this motto Need to please them But as I take up my pen And my piece of paper And I write out the first verse Listen what I remember And that oil money come And oil money go And poor people remain On the pavement and ghetto When Mr. Divider start Don't divide the bread equally Yes, I'm going and finish the whole damn Calypso about Dorothy How I jam she And she jam me How we back back And we roll back But once my people keep fighting For equal share the cake Wait, Dorothy, wait, Dorothy, wait So listen, just that first verse alone And he went through the whole song like that, really it's a masterpiece when you think about both writing music or writing Calypso in particular because the social, co- he, the man take the thing and say, hey, listen, the whole song is a social commentary. So if it, as you go into the next verses, you hear him deal with local politics, international issues like he's doing so much of his songs. It's just, it's just a great one and it's a song that even now you play that, it's a song you can dance to and enjoy yourself. And, and I'm feeling like that's what I'm trying to say earlier in the episode where we're missing some of them things in our music now where we have something we could listen to for a message or something we could just take a cry or, or bounce back or uplift with spirits or anything like that. So that was 85. And then 87, he went with two songs. Well, Hail, 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 Mr. Panmaker. If you're into Pan, you know that song. But uh, what I consider to be one of his biggest songs he went with in that year too. Taking your verse, right? One of the greatest, one of the greatest. That song, if you ain't feeling a certain way when you hear that song, you had to, you had to check it. We check in your Trinidadian card. You can't get the vaccine, right? You, you, something something wrong. You got comorbidities. That song, I, like I remember, 87, I would be seven years old. But I have a memory of seeing Stalin on stage with a big barrel and somebody putting the actual names that he was calling in the song in the barrel. And again... Like maybe it's a lost thing that we're not seeing a whole lot of I mean when performances come back of course we'll see that but I don't know that we're seeing a whole ton of that kind of presentation is what I'm trying to say 
in, in it going into the song as they as they used to then. But that was 87 and again a monster of a song. 91 he come back and win again. That same song I was playing earlier, look at the bright side. But you know what was the other song he was he went with in, 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 in 91? In 1991. Alright, don't get too excited. There's no fat. <laughs> Go and listen to it yourself. Everybody's supposed to know that song, right? But again, if you listen to the lyrics in that song, you know, you will realize that the lyrics in that is from the beginning down to the very end of the song is lyrics. And alright, take in, take in a piece, take in a piece. Every tinker reckon boy down to the intro. Tonight we going and have some fun. I just feel it's a party. The way we used to when we was young. Just put on something sexy. So you'll be free to move around. Yeah, I can just sing in those things. Relax, relax. It's not a fit. It's a podcast, right? <laughs> but again, he come back and win in 1995 with a song called In Time. And then another song where I don't know if anybody counts in down all Stalin biggest hits if this will end up on the list. But the reason it's on the list for me is the same thing I was saying before in terms of the presentation. When you get a chance, go back on YouTube. And check out Stalin singing this song for me in the Calypso Monarch. Remember this? Yeah, I don't know if it's going down. I don't know if people if people have it down as one of the biggest Stalin hits. But for me, it's one of the greatest. And really because that performance he do of that Sundar song in the Calypso Monarch is it showed the love, the genuine love that he had for Sundar Popo. And the way he composed the song, the way he put it together, Roy Cape, of course, Roy Cape, if you know anything about Stalin, Roy Cape and Stalin's partners, partners. And he talking about really just meeting Sundar and... You hear him talk about it in interviews before where it was true. Where he and Sundar propose say, you know, they, 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 have, they have a song, they're supposed to do a song together. It's time they do a song and that kind of thing, you know, as, as two, both composers, writers, and uh, performers and musicians that respect each other and had to do a song. So that's 85, 87, 91, and 95. So when you think of that, the man's language 
four championships between 10 years. That's it easy to accomplish. There are a few men who do it, eh? but is it great when you, when you look at the, the people who do it? Duke do four straight. Kitchener do, do, do a lot. Uh, in, 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 in similar time spans, Sparrow, a lot Sparrow. I think Sparrow more than one hat trick in Calypso Monarchs too, but Stalin definitely up there with one of the greats. So, and, and just as, as an episode of gratitude, I taken this opportunity to say, you know, this is why I was talking about with Naomi Campbell. And I always say it with Drinks Champs and some other podcasts too, where we give the flowers to people while they're still here. And Stalin, gratefully, still here. And I just want to take this opportunity to give him his flowers and, and thank him for all the music because that ain't half of what Stalin do. That's just the ones he win with. But when you think of Stalin and who he is and some of the music he puts out, like just go to make yourself a nice little Stalin playlist and take in some of his great contributions. Now, before I go out to this episode, I promised my aunt, Auntie Merle, that I would play a song for her. This is a song, so this is a birthday song, right? This is not any norm, not something that I usually do, but. This song is a song that um, I remember. So me being into Calypso and thing a lot and learning as I grew up that what my family was playing all these years was no parang. We call it parang and we parang by one another and thing. But what, what my father and them was playing, so my father, my uncle Carl, my grandfather and them, my whole squad, when they pull up by the house and is the act of paranging where you wake up somebody out and sleep while they play music. But they hardly used to play parang if my memory served me right. And one of the songs that where I developed my love for Calypso was really from listening to my aunts and them sing. So when the parang side, daddy and them reached by the house where I used to, used to stay, like my grandparents up in Lavender Road in Sawai, there for the Christmas time. And they come up the road. And I have aunts and, you know, the whole family is a musical family. And I remember singing this song. I, I could, you know, when you're small. Your memories deceive you sometimes, you know, but the harmony in this, in the part of this song here, I used to remember them singing that as a little child. And it's probably one of the reasons why I like Calypso and things so much up to now. So this is dedicated to, 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 to Auntie Merlin. You take any song too. Tell me if you can tell who's singing it. You know it yet? Noting and who ain't noting. No man and a fella was in a disco party. On the way inside was sugar boom boom or drink. DJ had to stop because of how no man acting. When he turned and see Audrey with the boyfriend dancing. No man walked straight up to Audrey and slapped the young man.
meet up the real, real no man. Who last carnival gives she so much competition? She say, no, you're cutting in on me with man, like them Spanish station. Something else inside your clothes since you're playing woman. No man, you ain't ready now to give me no showdown. It's me they call Miss Audrey Sugar Boom Boom in town. This piece of man you're fighting for, he can't handle this Audrey. He can't even touch me sugar to sweeten coffee. I am a woman and a real too. Maybe you feel it does confuse you. Well, if you feel that you is woman too, I like to see you do what I do. See that piece of ay 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 ay? I remember that as like a child here in that ringing through them hills in in in, in Lavender Road. There. So it's a little dedication to my auntie Merle. Forgive my happy birthday. But I wonder if people could know who who sang that song, boy, or if they pick up the voice. I wonder if people. I should I should I shouldn't really say. <laughs> like you should go and do your own research. Yeah, I feel I would do that. Unlike all the other episodes where I named the song and not naming the song. Or people to call me, find me, <laughs> comments on YouTube or somewhere, and tell me if you know who sing that song. If you, if you, you're supposed to be able to pick up that voice as a trini, we revoking trini cards with the immunization card is wrong, you know. So let me see if you could pick up that voice or not. But until then, I think that's it for me, you know. So I will talk to you all next week. Stay safe. The three W's, right? Wash your hands, wear your mask, and watch your distance. And again, I encourage everybody to get vaccinated at you, as, as early as you could. Once you get your appointment, let's go and get the vaccine and let me turn this place around. So until next week, stay safe.